0: And we just heard Tina talking about the uh, work to rule that could happen as far as the custodians are concerned uh, with schools and teacher's assistance and uh, people that work uh, in admin. Um, and now let's turn our attention to the fact that uh, there is negotiation going on still uh, between Ontario's high school teachers and the government. So uh, here to talk about something that, uh, quite frankly, is I think, unprecedented, Harvey Bischoff. He's the president of the Ontario Secondary Schools Federation of Teachers. Welcome to the show, Harvey. Thanks, Kelly. Now, why I say this is unprecedented as is normally the media have no idea what's going on behind closed doors when negotiations are happening between the teachers and the government. Yesterday, you made uh, the... Uh, it, it's hugely unconventional move to not only send the government the union's proposals on Tuesday, but you also made them public. Why is that?
1: Well, frankly, um, and, and we bargained both on behalf of both um Uh, High school teachers and uh, a number of support staff, thousands of support staff across the province as well, in fact. Um, But, you know, the government has been speaking publicly about its negotiating position since March 15th, and their announced intention to uh, cut, uh, which they've already done, $235 million in uh, supports, particularly for at-risk and special needs students. Um, and uh, their intention to eliminate one out of four high school teaching positions, so since march the fifteenth they've been they 've been publicly talking about that, but also been explicitly saying these are matters for negotiations, and they are um, leveraging those cuts uh, against students educational experience uh, and and uh, you know trying to leverage leverage students' educational experience against concessions at the bargaining table so if they 're going to talk about their positions then we felt that it was appropriate to respond. Let's get everything out into the into the open. Uh, let's drag this all out into the sunlight, and people can have a look at both sides.
0: Are you hoping that the uh, that the public will look more favorably on the teachers' plight?
1: Well, look, I, I, I what I what I want them to see is that our proposals are good for Ontario students, that, and I think that that parents and and the general public will look favorably on proposals that maintain class sizes that maintain course offerings so students can get the classes that they need to uh, graduate, um, that maintain critical support staff who, who provide assistance to, uh, to you know students who have uh, additional needs. Um, and I, I think the public would be on side with having a committee take a look at the proposal for four mandatory e-learning courses um, and looking at the potential opportunities and pitfalls before we go ahead and conduct an experiment on Ontario's high school students.
0: Okay, uh, let's go through the proposal if we could. For people that don't know uh, what teacher, teachers are asking for, what exactly is in the proposal in a way that we can easily digest?
1: Sure, so on behalf of my teacher members, we're looking to maintain last year's staffing ratios so that we have both uh, reasonable class sizes, um, course options for students to select from, and that the other services that that are provided like guidance and library continue uh, to be provided. that's uh, you know one of the one of the most fundamental proposals uh, in in uh, our bargaining brief. On support staff side we're also looking to to maintain levels of support to provide additional support with student for students with identified needs as students on the autism spectrum uh, for example um, and uh, and to make sure that there's an early childhood educator um, wherever JK's or you know junior kindergartens or senior kindergartens are are being uh, are being educated. Um, which is not the case right now in all classes. So those are those are really at the core of our proposals.
0: All right. And there's also wages and benefits. You are asking that they automatically ri- raise with inflation, which is around 2%. The government's public sector wage cap bill is going to limit that to just
1: 1%. Indeed. And it, when you look at the history, I mean, you know, bargaining for compensation is, is often contentious, and it goes back and forth. But over the longer term and over the last 15 years, for example, um, our wage increases have tracked inflation almost precisely anyway, so why don't we just take that off the table um, end that contention so that we can focus on things that are important for students' educational experience um, and and not have to go through that wrangling year after year when when the outcome, other than you know, statistical blips and and you know, political crises make things go up and down, we can we can create stability and and focus more productively on other things.
0: We are speaking with Harvey Bishop. He is the president of the Union for the Ontario Secondary Teachers Federation, who are negotiating right now with the government. Yesterday, they released their union's proposals. To not only the Ford government, but also to the public, it's a move that that really uh, hasn't been seen before in the past. You know, we all know, Harvey, when you negotiate, it's pretty much a wish list of what you'd like to happen. The way I'm looking at this and maybe I'm looking at it, you know, um, you know, on first blush here that maybe maybe I'm just scratching the surface, but it looks like you want no cuts at all. When you go into a negotiation, you give your wish list and then you usually bend um, on a few things you know, you come to a compromise, where would the teachers' union compromise?
1: Well, I tell you where we won't compromise is on the quality of students' education. So we're not interested in that. We are bringing proposals to the table that there can be um, discussion about. Um, but you know, in terms of a wish list, I would say that that's not the approach we've taken this time. In fact, we've moderated our approach entirely so that we can focus on on those proposals that do support students' education. Um, so, looking at a cost of living adjustment, you know, instead of coming in with the typical, uh, you know, we want six percent. No, mm-hmm. we want to give you we want to give you a half a percent, and back and forth. Um, We've just, we just what we're trying to do is is set that matter aside. Everything else is focused on on uh, on students' educational. What do you mean set
0: that matter aside. I just have to ask for clarification because it sounds like you're still negotiating wages.
1: No, it would just be a way of creating long term stability and not having to have that discussion every single time at at uh, you know at the bargaining table and removing that contention. What it- if, if in fact, over the long term, uh, wage changes track inflation anyway? Why don't we just peg it to that? Mm-hmm. Make that a structural element of collective agreements and move forward.
0: A lot of people that are listening right now, and I think this is where they you lose them, unfortunately. When when teachers unions start saying it's all about the kids and we don't want to sacrifice the education, and then when we start talking about money, it's like, yeah, but you know, it's reasonable two percent, and that is reasonable uh, when you step away and look at it like everybody would make it, would be making that money. But I think a lot of people look at a teacher, and it, look, I'm just. Pointing out what I think the perception is with the public here. A lot of people look at a teacher and say, well, you've had a lot of wage increases over the past. You guys get paid really well for what you do, considering you've got these long extended vacations that most of us could only dream of. And, you know, your day is a lot shorter than most people. So um, isn't it risky to let the public know that you're still kind of this wage thing still on the table?
1: You know, there are so many things in that statement that I would have to take issue with. I mean, first of all, as I say, we're bargaining on behalf of both teachers and support staff, uh, support staff who do critical face-to-face work with our highest-need students uh, who are, you know, hardly overpaid, uh, I have to say. No, but I didn't say Um, overpaid.
0: I just said well-paid. And I'm just talking about, listen, it has nothing to do with me. This is the perception. When I talk to people, this is what I'm hearing back
1: so oh, I, I I do appreciate that, and I just there's just a couple of things in there though that I think need to be corrected in terms of the length of the day, um you know, people's perception and the reality uh, of a teaching day are are apparently not very well aligned because uh, teachers work long days in order to provide what they do um for students but here's the i think maybe really the heart of the issue Mm -hmm. there might be a perception that there have been significant uh, increases over time um the fact is for the last seven years my members have year after year fallen behind inflation since 2012 um that's been the case um in in six of the last seven years um and so so um effective uh wage rates are below what they were seven years ago, substantially below that. And with our proposal now, we're talking about, in fact, locking in that loss for a period of time. We're not even looking to catch up to where we were seven How years long? ago. Well, I mean, the only thing we can do within a collective agreement is, is for the term of a collective agreement. We're okay. not able to bind things beyond that.
0: Got you. Um, does it complicate things that other unions are currently negotiating with this government at the same time?
1: Well, I mean, that's always part of the bargaining environment. We uh, talk regularly with the other education unions. We maintain good communication. Um, it's important that we do that so we have an understanding of where we're all trying to go. Um, and we share a principle in terms of defending the public education system. So, uh, you know, so to that extent, we're we're on the same page.
0: Right. I want to, uh, if I could quickly ask you about um, Stephen Lecce. He is the latest uh, Minister of Education. He says that he's bargaining in good faith. Would you agree with that?
1: Unfortunately, not at all. Um, because because they have uh, because they've been out in the public making their proposals, saying that you know some of these cuts that have already happened this school year could be retracted in the future um, by leveraging them against concessions at the at the bargaining table that's not in good faith to do that but additionally um, when they introduced legislation on june the fifth on a day we were actually at the bargaining table and the crown representatives across the table from us didn't tell us that they were going to do this we had to hear it over twitter that is the exact opposite of good faith bargaining that kind of unilateral uh, legislative intervention into the bargaining process. When, so are you
0: talking? Can I just stop you for a second? Yeah. I Just want to clarify. Are you talking yeah. about the legislation to cap public sector wages?
1: Indeed, uh, that was uh, Bill 124, which okay. was introduced on on June the fifth. While, as I say, we were at the well, we were at the bargaining table, and they didn't tell us about it uh, there. So that's that's just not at all good faith bargaining. Um, You know, let's hope that good faith bargaining actually breaks out now that it's uh, out in the sunlight, but it hasn't happened yet. What is the biggest
0: takeaway you'd like uh, listeners to leave with, uh, you know, before we hang up, Harvey?
1: I would like them to compare our proposals to what the government is proposing for the publicly funded education system and see which ones they think align best with how they would want their kids and and the future participants in Ontario's economy uh, educated under what circumstances.
0: All right. I want to thank you for your time, Harvey.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate
0: it. Uh, It's Harvey Bischoff. He's the president of the Ontario Students uh, Secondary School Teachers Federation, rather. And he is uh, negotiating with the province. They, They made this unprecedented move to let us know what they actually want this time. You know, we've speculated for so long. About, you know, anytime the teachers negotiations have about what the teachers want and, you know, uh, people say, oh, it's all about the money. And they're saying, well, it's not all about the money. Here's what it's about. So they've released, you know, their proposals to the government. But there still is that little piece of the puzzle that is about the money.